Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirit travel and magic the gathering. On this episode, it's a part two episode because today I'm giving you my sideboard for the decks, the best of decks for this upcoming Channel Fireball event. I hope you're ready. So let's get this thing started, shall we? Let's go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. I am your host, White, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Also, I got my personal website, MTG Ectoplasm.com, where I post the latest and greatest episodes. And if you want to donate or sponsor an episode like this, you can do that there. Now, like I do each and every single week, I ask, I plead, I implore, do me a favor. There's a follow, like, subscribe button somewhere underneath. Uh, hit that button for me, all right? I'm not charging you anything. It just helps me with my analytics, knowing that, you know, who's listening and what countries are doing what. So I can, you know, uh, tailor my uh, podcast to you guys so you can get it quickly and more efficiently. And also, there are new Magic Gathering players out there, especially with this new Pioneer deck and the new Commander deck that's getting released this Friday. Do me a favor. Let your friends and family know about this podcast because you know what? If you like it, they're going to like it, right? So with that being said, uh, I want to thank the thousands and thousands worldwide listening to this podcast, making this your number one home for Spirit Tribal and Magic Gathering news. Now, as I do each and every single week, uh, or uh, shall I say every single episode, I have the Ravishing Renata with me. How you doing, Ravishing? I'm doing quite well. How's everyone else doing? Hey, look at that, ladies and gentlemen. She's 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 all spunky. So how you how you feeling today? Good. Yeah, feeling pretty good. All right. Is there anything you want to share with the uh, studio with the audience out there in the world? Oh, just keep on listening. Don't like Dwight said. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, and donate button. And uh, keep tuning in. There you go. Look at that. No bushy there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for segment number one. Segment number one is me telling you the sideboard. Now, before I begin giving you my sideboard, I, I, I need to specify something real quick. This is my sideboard that I've put together that what I would use if I was in Las Vegas competing at Channel Fireballs event uh this upcoming week now the deck that i would use or use something comparable would be a the dr quiller list from november 9th where he went 5-0 he got first place with the band build my deck uh, honestly my band build is something very comparable to it the only difference is my sideboard is just a hint different just just a smidge different so what i'm going to sit there and say is this everyone's sideboard is always going to be a little bit different it's tailored to the way they feel they pilot a deck and, and what they come across uh, 
to me, and I'm going to be honest, the reason why I don't like doing sideboard decks or, or going through sideboard sometimes is because, you know what, it's subjective. It's a matter of personal opinion. Your opinion will differ from mine, and that's quite all right. If it does, do me a favor. Hit me at, at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com and let me know. Reach out to me at mtgectoplasm on Twitter. Let me know. You know what? It, the only way we can grow as a spirit community is working together hand in hand to make our make sure our decks are more proficient. So when we go into major competitions, we can succeed and make our opponents say, that's boo sheets. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you what's in my sideboard. Like I said, my deck list is very comparable to the deck list you will find Dr. Queller used on November 9th, 2021. So it wasn't too long ago. It was like about uh, almost about a week ago. Right? Let's see. What today's the seventh? Yeah, almost, you know, almost a week ago. So these are my cards in my sideboard. Ready? I in my sideboard, I put two Kira Great Glass Spinners. Two Lavina, Lavinia, Azorius Renegade. Two Kataki Wars Wage. Now, what's going to be funny is that you're not going to hear this card mentioned a lot throughout the podcast or at all through the podcast. The reason why is because I set this up for Affinity and other car, other decks potentially outside the top five and also the honorable mentions that I would use these two particular, the Katakis. Also, two Force of Negation, three Burton Forge Tenders, two Rest in Peace, and then two Chalice of the Voids. Okay, so those are my sideboard cards. Now, for those who don't didn't listen to the last episode, I, I reminded you, listen, this is my top five, and with honorable mentions, that how I would go attacking them, which was honorable mention to honorable mentions, Heliod combo and blue moon, which is, is it spells? Number five was Timor cascade, which is crashing footfalls. Number four control. Number three, uh, elemental tribal number two burn. And then number one, the one that I think is going to be the hardest matchup. And the one we're going to mostly see is hammer time. So, now that we've broken, you know, we cut through the pleasantries. I've explained to you my thoughts on sideboard. I've given you my sideboard and reviewed my top five and my uh, honorable mentions. It's now me. It's now time for me to discuss the cards that I would put in my deck and cards that I would remove out of my deck and why. Now. In Heliad combo, if I was to face it and I have to swap out cards, I'm putting in two Kira Glass Spinners and two Force of Negation. I'm moving out two Selfless Spirits and two Aether Vial. I know most people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Aether Vial, are you kidding me? I'll explain. The reason why I'm putting two Kira Great Glass Spinners in the deck is because one simple fact, Heliod Combo. It likes to sit there and ping off your creatures little by little. So if I can sit there and force them to sit there and target one creature and it dies, 
or a counter that ability, then let's do that. Also, I put the force of negation in there. Why? Because there's one card key that's key in their combo that we need to sit there and counter, and that's force of negation. If you don't remember what force of negation reads, let me just remind you. Is so I mean it's two blue and a generic, okay? Instant. If it's not your turn, you may exile a blue uh, blue card from your hand rather than pay its mana cost. Okay, so on on your opponent's turn, you can exile a card. If not, you're gonna if it's on your turn, you have to pay the two blue and one. It says counter non-creature spell. If that spell is to be countered, exile that card instead. Instead of putting it into the owner's graveyard. The reason why I'm putting two Force of Negations in this deck is because, guess what? Heliod bothers me. I do not like Heliod. And because of the fact that I sit there and have Skycleave Apparition to sit there and dis destroy Heliod, I need to have another way to sit there and counter it before it hits the tabletop. So I'm just putting it out there. This is the reason why I put Kira in Force of Negation. Now, Selfless Spirit doesn't make sense to have in the main. Zero. None. Now, the Aether Vial, you're going to go, well, Dwight, are you kidding me? Aether Vial is, eh, you know, a card that we need. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if we're going to sit there and play quick and aggressive, Aether Vial may be just a hint too slow. That's the only reason why I just left one in there. Maybe, maybe not, you know, but my thing is I personally would rather have a uh, mana dork and play the mana dork as quickly as possible so I can sit there and get to Coco because Coco allows us to spit out our creatures quickly as possible and get underneath Heliod combo. So that's honorable mention number one. Honorable mention number two, Blue Moon is it spells. The cards that I'm putting in, Kira the Great Glass Spinner. I'm putting two of them bad boys in there. I'm putting two Rest in Peace. What I'm removing, two Selfless Spirit. As you see here, that Selfless Spirit, it's like a flex spot. I'm also taking one Skyclave Apparition and one Aether Vial. Now, I know some of you are like, whoa, 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 wait, what's going on here? Well, can we be honest with one another? Can we be sincere? If you look at Blue Moon, is it combo? Or is it spell, shall I say? What are they doing? Their job is to sit there and counter spells and burn your creatures, right? That's their goal. Because what happens is they have that blue dragon that they use and they want to sit there and exile it so they can sit there and put their dragon onto the battlefield and put plus one, plus one counters on it. How do we stop that from happening? Well, we put rest in peace. So their graveyard goes bye-bye. So that dragon stays costing at a six or a seven, and we don't have to worry about nothing. Also, Cure the Great Glass Spinner does what? It protects our creatures, right? If they can't target it, no, it's not the fact they can't target it. Anytime they do target it, it gets countered. Oops, Right? Now, the one problem that I do see that most people are going to go, well, two selfless spirit, okay, I, 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 because it's a flex spot, I'll let it slide. Eighth of L again, 
you know, you already have four cocoa in there, and then you're using two. You know, the deck runs three eighths of all. Well, now you're down to two eighths of all. Not a problem. Now, four Skyclave apparition. It can be hit, it can be missed, but at the same time, I can understand why you would go, you know what, is there any other creature? Can I can I deal with something else? I was actually looking at the deck, and I'm like, you know, do I take out Drug School Captain? Maybe, but it gives my creatures hexproof, so it stops them from countering. Or, sorry, uh, attempting to burn my creatures. Do I take out Spellqueller? Well, why would I want to take out Spellqueller when it allows me to sit there and counter one of their uh, major cards? So it really left Skyclave Apparition. The only reason why I have a hard time removing the Skyclave Apparition is because of what? Blood Moon. That's the only only reason why I'm like, but we already got three Skyclave Apparitions in there, and maybe, just maybe, the three of them can take out a Blue Moon. Uh, sorry, a Blood Moon. So hopefully you understand. Those are my honorable mentions, right? Now it's time to get to the nitty gritty. It's time to go to the number five, which is Teamer Cascade, which is Crashing Footfalls. This is a combo deck. We've discussed this before. What I would end up putting in is two Lavina, Lavinia Azorius Renegade, two Chalice of the Void, and two Force of Negation. Ooh. Ooh, I, I, you know what? I'm there's a typo here. Okay, let me reread. Lavinia Azorius Renegade put two and two Chalice of the Void, and then Force of Negation. I might put two in there. Might, potentially. There's a part of me that's like, eh, no, but maybe. What I would take out for this deck? Simple, Flex Spot, Selfless Spirit. Two of them gone. Then Skyclave Apparition, two, gone. Why? What am I going to sit there and remove for four mana? I got to sit there and worry about stupid rhinos? Stupid rhinos? Are you kidding me? That's the reason why I'm playing Lavinia. Lavinia. Let me read Lavinia for you. Ready? Each opponent can't cast non-creature spells with converted mana cost greater than the number of lands that percent controls. So if they're trying to cast a... Big card, and they don't have the mana? Mm, not going to happen. Let's continue reading, shall we? Whenever an opponent ca- uh, casts a spell, if no mana was spent to cast it, counter that spell. Hello? Hello, McFly? This right here, this is... Right? The crushing footfalls. They're not paying any mana. They're not paying for it. So Lavina itself counters that spell. It's... Duh. Same thing with Chalice of the Void. You put in the play, uh, Chalice in the Void for, uh, you know, zero or one, it basically slows down their deck. It makes sense. Now, it's up to you to sit there and want to put Force of Negation. The question is, where would you put Force of Negation? You could probably take out another two Skyclave Apparition. You could. But so far, I just think, Teamer Cascade Footfalls to Lavina, Azorius Renegade, to Chalice of the Voids is good enough. If you feel it's necessary to, you know, put Force of Negation, you could probably do the other two Skyclave Apparition. Now, number four is Control. 
This is one matchup that I tell you, hands down, easy peasy. This is an easier matchup for us. Basically, their job is just to sit there and counter anything and everything you do and then board wipe because guess what? They don't like what you have on the battlefield. Well, if we're running, you know, uh, Eighth of Vile and we're running Cavern of Souls, you can try to counter all you want, my friend. You're not countering-ish, all right? You're not countering anything. And the fact that, you know what, if you want to sit there and, you know what, uh, you know, use uh, the Supreme Verdict to, you know, to destroy all our creatures, have at it, my friend. Why? Because I have whom? I have Spell Queller to make sure that doesn't happen. Oh, that's right. I have Selfless Spirit in there. So come at me, bro. The only issue that I find is that there are some targeted spells for example some of the main targets that i've seen is uh, a, a solitude they will try to cast a solitude either by evoke or just hard casting what do i got to put in there kira the like the great glass spinner you put two in your deck and then you remove shacklegeist on turn you know uh, on turn you know on the second game why? What does Shacklegeist do? Shacklegeist does nothing for you, my friend. Nothing. It's just sitting there like, hey, I'm just a spirit. Just, ah, I can't block. I can't do nothing. There's nothing attacking. I'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs. You don't want that. You want to protect your guys. There's Kira, the great glass winner. You do that. So in control, you put in two Kiras, you take out two Shacklegeist, and you basically beat your opponent over and over and over again until they say, no mas, no more. Now, in the third deck, all right, it's Elemental Tribal. Now, this was a tough one, but it's a little easy here. Now, the reason why I say it's a little tough but a little easy is because this deck is quick and efficient. It, it, the, it does what Spirits does, but just a slight bit better because the fact that can you know evoke their creatures. They're, they're interactive, just like us Spirit players or our Spirit creatures. The only difference is we like to fly above, and they just like to just sit there on the ground and be thick beat sticks, right? So... In game two, what I would do is put Lavina, uh, Azorius, Renegade, two of them. Why? Like I said, they're not casting these creatures. They're revoking them by exiling card. Guess what? That card's countered. Boom, boom. Not with the Lavina. Kira the Great Glass Spinner. Oh, you're trying to target? Oh, no, that gets countered because, oh, that's right. Oh, anytime you target my creatures, it's countered. So good yeah, thanks for the solitude. Thanks for the fury. It does nothing, my friend. Have a nice day. Then I would also put two rest in peace. Oh, 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 that's right. They, they're, they're gone. Because this, this is a deck that likes having stuff in the graveyard and then bringing it back with endurance. So the cards that I would put, uh, put in, Lavinia, Azorius, Renegade, two Kira, the Great Glass Spinners, two rest in peace. And then what I would take out, of course, the flex spot once again, selfless spirit and skyclave apparition. Just remember, like I said last time, the number one card that you need to take out in this deck is what? 
Risen Reef. Risen Reef. That's all I'm going to tell you. Risen Reef is the, the, the one card that you need to sit there and, you know, you, you know, try to get, try to find a way to deal with it, to, you know, counter it. You got to do something because that's, that's one card that all, you know, you know, thinking again, you know, if you don't want to use the hex proof in drug school, captain, you know, I, I would I would actually, in this matchup, you know what? I would actually tell you, you know what? Don't remove all your Skyclave. Maybe take out two Drog School Captain. Take out two uh, Skyclave and leave two Skyclave Apparition in there to get the two Risen, you know, to get the one, uh, you know, maybe one, you know, one or two of the Risen Reefs before they come out in the play. Just throwing it out there. That's like, that's why I say this, this is all uh, subjective here. So you could do that as well. Me personally, I'm taking out two selfless spirits and four uh, Skyclave, but you could do two selfless spirit, two Skyclave, and then two drug school captain. Throwing that out there. Now, if you disagree with this, please reach out to me, mtgectoplasm at gmail.com or mtgectoplasm on Twitter. I want to hear your thoughts because this is a tough matchup, that the elementals. The one of the easier matchups, I'm not going to say it's a, it's a gimme, but one of the easier ones is the next deck. Burn. Burn, 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 burn. What's that do? Burns you in the face, burns your creatures. Basically, what we put in, Burnington Forge Tenders. I have a hard time pronouncing those things. Burnington Forge Tenders. There's three of them in the sideboard. In the main. Kira, the great glass burner, you put two of them in there. And then force of negation, if that's your choice. I'm not doing it. I don't think it's necessary. You can put that in. Just your, just your, if that's your prerogative, go ahead. Now, the cards that I take out, selfless spirit, both of them. Shacklegeist, both of them, out of there. What? What's Shacklegeist going to do? It's going to do absolutely nothing. Selfless Spirit, this is for board wipe. Mass board wipe. There's no board wipe. They're just pinging little things here and there. And then remove one Aether Vial. Because the fact that you're vomiting creatures out with Coco, you really don't need that one Aether Vial. Now, if you're going to put the two Force of Negations that are extra in there, take out the rest of the Aether Vials. You don't need them. You don't need them. Basically, what's going? honestly, this is what's going to happen when you play this. Ready? You play your mana dork, they burn it. You sit there and play Mausoleum Wanderer, they burn it. Next thing you play, you know, uh, Spectral Sailor, they burn it. Next thing you oh, you know what, I'm going to just do a, a Rattle Chains, they burn it. Oh, I'm going to put a spell, a sp you know, Selfless Spirit, they burn it. By the time they burn, burn this and burn that, burn that, you're already coming up on your major cards and they're not going to do anything. But Burnt and Forge Tenders, there's nothing they can do about it. It's just, just a pesky little 1-1, one, one, right? Let me, let's, let, let's hear. It's a 1-mana one 1-1 one, one Kithkin Wizard. Protection from red. Sacrifice Burnt and Forge Tender. Prevent all damage. A red source of your choice would deal this turn. Not bad, Right? Oh, you're going to come at me with Ragavan. Have a nice day. You're going to come at me with, uh, what, what's this guy? Uh, the Idol of the Great great Revel. Have at it. You're gonna, oh, you're going to come at me with Mosley, uh, Monastery Swisser? 
Come at it, my friend. Come at me, bro. This is a great blocker. They're not going to do nothing, and they can't kill your creature. It's wonderful. So, with that being said, that's burn. You put in three burnt, uh, burnt and forged tenders to cure the great glass spinners. Your choice to put in the force of negations. You definitely take out the selfless spirits, both of them, both shackle guys and one aether vial. And like I said, you want to put the force of negation? They got the rest of the aether vials. That's your choice. Now, this is the tough matchup. This is the matchup that I don't like. This is one I'm, I'm not a fan of. I actually have a better feeling that we'll end up seeing more. Uh, 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 what, what is this one guy? What was this one? That guy? Heliod combo. I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more Heliod combo uh, in this upcoming tournament for Channel Fireball than we will see Hammer Time. Just throwing that out there. And the fact that, oh, one card that I, that I mentioned that I was going to say, oh, it's great for Soul Sisters. Uh, uh, the voice of the blessed. Remember I, on, on an episode ago or two episodes ago, I said voice the, the voice of the blessed, which is a spirit, like a spirit cleric, cleric 2-2 two, two for two white mana, and it gets uh, plus one, plus one every time it gains life. It gets four, and it gets like flying in lifelink, and then four, it gets indestructible, and, and, and something else, it's, it's stupid good. Hello. That blessed of the voice will be in Heliod Combo. Just letting you know that right now, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be a badass card. So I'm making you 100% aware. But Hammer Time. Hammer Time's the next deck. The number one deck that's just, it's, it's, a, it's a mean deck. This one took a little bit of reflection for me because it was like, how? How do we go about getting it? Like I tell everybody, the only way to get it is you know, getting under it. And it's really hard because this deck is either usually one mana, zero mana, one mana, or sometimes two mana. That's it. Well, there's only four cards that I would put in my deck for my sideboard in game two. Force of negation, both. Because guess what? I got to do something to make sure they don't get the secure, secure, uh, secure, Sigurda's aid or they don't get that hammer next one is chalice of the void both of them two you set that you set that chalice at zero it's wonderful you set that chalice at two as uh pay two mana for at one it's going to be at a long long day for your opponent but you got to be aware because they're going to have answers thank god for mausoleum wanderer and thank god for spell queller what you end up taking about taking out selfless spirit it's not going to help you out here you take out aether vial one and you take out one jog school captain now this was a little hard for me i was like well you know Drug school, it's going to help me get underneath and attack, and it does predict. But realistically, it's one of the weaker cards at the three mana spot because I need Skycleave Apparitions to sit there and come on the board and just hit and remove and exile cards 
from their board state. I need spell quality to come in and counter cards from their board state. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. This in segment number one are my cards that I'd put from my sideboard in game, put into game two and potentially game three. Now, unfortunately, I'm sitting here in the ravishing Renata's irate. She's annoyed. She's upset. Did we lose video? You can be, huh? Oh, uh, we lost the battery at the, the camera. Ah, so if you're listening to this, we try to video stream this and uh, we just lost the camera. Oh, so shame thing. Well, it doesn't matter if you're listening, you're listening to the show and that's all that matters. So that was the end of segment number one. Now. Before I continue on to segment number two, comes the announcement. The 75th episode of MTG Ectoplasm is coming sometime around mid-December. On that episode, I have a fishy modern master. That's just a little hint, the clueless tidbit that I'm going to give you, and that's all I'm going to give you till maybe the week of, and then I'll let you know who it is. But I'm excited because he is my mentor. He's the guy, he's the individual who I reached out to. He's like, Dwight, get out there, give him the spirit chops, share with your knowledge and your experience. You know, you send it and they, you know, you put it out there and they'll come. And the thousands and thousands of you came. So I want to thank him personally on the show, but he has great knowledge. And I can't wait to talk to him about modern. So, segment number two. Segment number two has to deal with how to shuffle. Now, I don't know if you've listened to a previous episode of mine, but, uh, you know, some of us out there are shuffling incorrectly and potentially on the cusp of potentially cheating you know we were told in certain ways that you know you can stack your deck a certain way and just shuffle and pile and you should be okay and everybody's gonna be you know because everybody does it everybody does it your friends do it your cousin your brother does it your you know your your you know your next door neighbor who plays magic he does it too and we were all told eh, nothing to see here Wrong. Wrong. Because mana weaving is a bad thing. So, there was a video posted by Reed Duke. Okay? For those who don't know who Reed Duke is, this is a professional magic player. Reed Duke may have experienced something like this from competitors and he's like well you know what i gotta teach those who are professional magic players how to shuffle properly so when they come to the pro you know pro tour level they don't play like ass so my goal is if you're going to this las vegas thing you know, open, event, whatever. I want you to be able to, you know, shuffle correctly. Hell, I want you to shuffle correctly when you go to your LGS so you look like a hero instead of a villain. 
Now this is simple. It's really comp. Not it's not complex at all. It, it, it's just like, oh, okay. This is what Reed Duke explains, and I'll end up posting it on my uh, MTG Ectoplasm Twitter, so you know people can observe and go, oh, okay, this is exactly what Dwight was talking about. First, you begin by pile shuffling. That means just set up, you know. You know, pile of three and a pile of two, and then you go one at a time over and over till you get what a total of 12 cards in each pile. Then you mix them up and then you side shuffle. You side shuffle without exposing the cards to yourself or to your opponent. And while you're in the middle of side shuffling, you make sure that the cards are face down away from both you and your opponent and if you can if you want you can look away gaze away from your opponent or you know look directly into your opponent's eyes now if they have wonderful beautiful eyes you know they're going to be like eh, you're kind of creepy guy why are you looking me in the eye or girl or they may go oh well this may have found my soulmate so keep on gazing into my eyes who knows then when you're done side shuffling, you can do a ruffle, ruffle shuffle. But make sure that none of the cards are exposed to you or your opponent. You can't see nothing. And then when you're done doing this, you hand it over to your opponent and say, cut me, where they don't look at either, either your cards. It's that simple. This is a simple process. This should take you no more than 60 to 90 seconds to do. I just want you, the listening listening audience, to be aware. Because I don't want you to get, get caught out there and you're like, oh, I'm going to mana weave and nobody's going to know what I'm doing. And then all of a sudden, judges get called and gone. You're a cheaty pants. And did you not listen to MTG Ectoplasm telling you not to do it? Hell, even the ravishing Renata will tell you, no mana weaving, right? Ravishing? No, no mana weaving. No mana weaving. I had to teach her how to shuffle the deck, and she has these nails that just cause creases, and it's like, oh, you're killing my sleeves, you're killing my sleeves. But that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the end of segment number two, and I I got nothing more. Do you have anything you want to share with the listening audience? Thank you all for listening and tune in for Sunday. There you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, segment number one, I went over the sideboard. I made my announcement. Segment number two, don't be a cheaty face and know how to shuffle correctly. All right? Yes, and don't forget to watch us on our 75th. Look at you, high five. Look at you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said... Thank you very much for listening. And guess what? When you're kicking your opponent's ass, make sure they say, that's That's Boo Sheet. We out. Later.